I've got a very exciting announcement for you. That is the Healing Power of Energy Retreat held at Cuixmala in Mexico is on for January 30th through February 6th, 2021. It's a seven-night transformative retreat fusing ancient healing wisdom with advanced modern technology. It'll be led by Dr. Rashid Buttar, Dr. Jerry Rivera DiGenio, and Robert Slovak. And I'll be there live streaming, recording, covering the whole thing. I look forward to you joining me. If you want to get more information, get your tickets, go to lukestory.com slash events. That's lukestory.com slash events for the healing power of energy treat at Quixmala in Mexico. I'm Luke Story. For the past 22 years, I've been relentlessly committed to my deepest passion, designing the ultimate lifestyle based on the most powerful principles of spirituality, health, psychology, and personal development. The Lifestylist Podcast is a show dedicated to sharing my discoveries and the experts behind them with you. When it comes to health and biohacking, I always recommend getting back to nature. However, for some of us, that isn't always possible. And when it comes to getting healthy doses of red light from the sun, that can be very difficult to do based on the time of year, where you live, and the fact that that red light really only happens in great intensity at dusk and dawn. So sometimes it's hard for us to get our dose of red light that way. Enter my friends over at juve.com. Now, natural light is critical for cellular health, and most of us just don't get enough of it. But with Juve, I can get a full day's worth of healthy natural light in just a few minutes right here in my podcast studio or the one that I have in my backyard in the Zen Den. I've got Juves all over the place, basically. The natural light from a Juve supercharges your mitochondria in your cells so that your body can make more energy or ATP. Now, this has all kinds of health benefits backed up by literally thousands of peer-reviewed clinical studies. That is to say, it's legit. Now, one of the things that's really been great for me is increasing my testosterone levels as I age, which has been dope. And I have, of course, verified that by doing labs. That's the only way you could really know. And I think that has a lot to do with using the juve because many of the studies indicate that that's one of the main benefits. It's also great for your skin, inflammation, recovering from workouts, all this kind of stuff. So if you want to check it out, here's what you do. Get over to juve.com. That's J-O-O-V-V forward slash Luke. Juve.com forward slash Luke. Easy to find, easy to buy. They have a bunch of different models that fit your budget, fit different places in your home. And I recommend doing this for 10 to 15 minutes every single day. And on a good day, I'll even do it in the evening as well, like a couple 10-minute sessions. And I'll do different things while I'm standing in front of it. Lift weights, stretch, hang out, do breath work. It's not like a boring, passive thing that you just have to force yourself to do. You do have to stand there somewhat naked, but uh, you can keep yourself entertained in whatever way serves you while you're doing that. That's juve.com forward slash Luke. Just when I think I've discovered every herb and supplement in the known universe, another one comes along and gets my attention. And I would be talking about our friends over at Sovereignty.co. These guys stand behind their herbal products so much. And I thought this was fake when I got the, the ad copy, but it's your favorite money back guarantee. So if you don't like their products, and I think this is nuts, but they're doing it, they will gladly purchase your favorite supplement of choice as well. So they're going to give your money back 
and buy you another supplement. That's how much they believe in them. And to be honest, I do too. I've been using this stuff every day for about a month now at the time of this recording. Two products. One is called Purpose, which is great for daytime alertness and focus. Has a little bit of caffeine from organic coffee berry and something called Zoom RX, which is an extended release caffeine. And it also has CBG, which is a hemp product from Hemp Grown in California. It's got uh, seven plant-based ingredients in all. Green tea extract, turmeric, blueberry, increases nitric oxide, leads to more arousal, better sex. And uh, all of the ingredients are all natural. Fermented herbs, all this kind of crazy stuff. It's amazing. It comes in a little uh, pack. You just slice that pack open, put it in some water, drink it. It tastes delicious. It basically tastes like a tea. and gets you lit up and ready to work, but not too hyped. And then their other product is Dream. And that's meant for nighttime relaxation and rest. Very restorative and rejuvenating sleep due to its CBN contact, another derivative of hemp. And these guys tested this product on hundreds of people with the Aura Ring and found that 76% of the people had improved sleep in some capacity while using this product called Dream. And I got to say, it's been great for my sleep too. So it's a broad spectrum hemp extract, including other herbs that just chill you out and help you sleep. So the two products you want to look for are Purpose and Dream, and you can find them at Sovereignty.co slash Luke. That's Sovereignty.co slash Luke. You spell that S-O-V-E-R-E-I-G-N-T-Y, Sovereignty.co slash Luke. And again, no discounts here, but they're going to give your money back and buy you your favorite supplement if you don't like this stuff. You can't go wrong. Welcome to yet another solo community Q&A show. Now, all these questions were taken from the Lifestylist Podcast Facebook group, which I, of course, highly encourage you to join so you can submit your questions and likely have them answered on a future episode just like this one. Here are some of the questions from our lovely group members that I answer on today's episode. How to stay grounded spiritually in uncertain times like these. Wow, you could say that again. What to do if you've been diagnosed with Lyme disease, facing adverse reactions to vitamin and nutrient injections. Maybe it wasn't that kind of injection. No, just kidding. We'll get to it. The best natural eye drops to support your vision. Resources to treat children with ADHD. My favorite spiritual books on the topic of surrender and how to apply them. The best at-home colon cleanse how to deal with power lines producing EMF close to your house, natural remedies for tinnitus or ringing in the ears, the best Shilajit supplements and why, rainwater harvesting and whether or not to use that water or well water in your home, and finally, the best low EMF air purifier. Now, before I jump in here, I always like to give my disclaimer that states nothing I say today should be taken for medical advice or otherwise. It's always best to check with a professional before making changes to your diet or lifestyle. So enter at your own risk. Don't sue me later because you put ozone in the wrong place or something. Uh, I'm just sharing my experience based on two decades or so of uh, experimentation and optimization on body, mind, and spirit. Now, in addition to the Lifestylist Podcast Facebook group, I've got a lot going on on Instagram. So I encourage you to follow me over there at Luke Story. That's L-U-K-E-S-T-O-R-E-Y. In fact, if you were following me on Instagram, you'd be watching this right now, hopefully on Instagram Live. And I'm just going to say, hey, what's up, Instagram Live? Uh, they're there right now. You know, I always like to cross promote. Some people probably watch lives and don't listen to podcasts and you're listening to this podcast and you might not know that. 
I'm a uh, live stream fanatic and I live stream anything and everything that I do that might be in any way educational, inspirational, or at least entertaining. Speaking of entertaining, next week's episode, Spiritually Sassy, How to Dance with Your Shadow and Free Yourself from Suffering with my friend Saadi Simone. You got to tune in for that episode. It's going to be madness. Saw is a Buddhist uh, meditation, spirituality teacher. He's uh, a friend that has lived in New York for a few years and was on the show a couple years ago. Now he just moved out to Venice, California. So we've been spending more time together. And uh, why not just record some of that time and make it a podcast? And that is, in fact, exactly what we did. And if you subscribe to this show, you'll catch that this coming Tuesday, again with Saw Simone. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into the questions from the Facebook group. The first one is from Bryn. Hi, friends. Any tips on staying grounded spiritually during this ridiculous time? (laughs) I like how she phrased that. I'm a new mom and find myself worrying about different things that could happen to my daughter as a result of whatever the heck is going on right now, i.e. forced vaccinations, lack of human connection, a masked society, etc. So thanks for the question, Bryn. And um, thank you for caring about your daughter and being a great mom. I think uh, that question speaks a lot to your character and what your goals are. And in today's climate, I think staying spiritually grounded is really the only hope we've got. I mean, listen, kale is not going to save us on this one. Uh, green smoothies, <laughs> it's not enough or whatever your thing is. Mine would be like great grass-fed beef from Belcampo. Uh, you know, whatever your, your thing is that you're trying to do for your body, all the biohacking, all that stuff, it's all fun and games and it's novel and, and interesting and it's great to have vitality and longevity in your life and to feel really good like Hopefully, most of you listening to the show do on an ongoing basis, but the spiritual part of life is all there is to life, in my estimation. So that's a great question. And in the times that we face right now, it is very difficult because there are so many forces seeking to derail us from our place of centeredness, right? And whether they're doing that on purpose or if it's just inherent to the chaos we see in the world, I find now more than ever Uh, I have to stay committed to my spiritual practices. So I'm going to give Bryn here some basic advice uh, on how to stay in your spiritual center. The first one, and this is advice literally like I'm going to look myself in this camera right here on my webcam and go, Luke, listen back to this episode and do this shit yourself. I'm giving myself advice here. Put a limit on your doom porn exposure. Doom porn being all the bad news that's happening in the world every day. Now, if you're getting your news from mainstream media, I would definitely discourage you from doing that because the level of honesty is so low that you'll be scared of things and be thrown off your game uh, by things most of the time that aren't even true. (laughs) So, And what I mean by doom porn, that's D-O-O-M, is just people that focus on all of the bad news in the world. And whether that's mainstream or alternative media, it's abundant because there is a lot going on in today's world that uh, is negative and is very click-worthy. But it's that doom porn clickbait that really puts us in our limbic system and keeps us in that fight-or-flight, adrenalized state that makes the spiritual practices difficult. So one thing that I've been implementing myself with probably about 80% uh, success is before I look at anything on my phone, I meditate and do my breath work and my morning routines. 
And then to today, because I had a lot going on, and frankly, it's it's kind of been an anxiety-riddled day just because of all the things happening in life right now. Uh, I actually waited until, God, probably about 4 p.m. before I checked in to see what was going on in the world. And sometimes even when I do that, I think, what what if I was living in the middle of nowhere with no internet, no TV, no radio, and the world was as it is today? It's like, would I really be missing anything? Because what am I going to do about masks and the COVID scam and, you know, social unrest and all the things that are going on? I mean, in my experience, all that one can really do is to elevate their own consciousness and radiate love and compassion and the things that you cultivate within your own spiritual life out into the world. And that is, in fact, the most productive you can be in many cases. Now, there are people that get into activism and all that stuff, and there's different ways you can spread the love. But uh, my personal method is producing content that's going to educate and uplift people. So do I need to even check in with the news at all? Probably not, because most of the things that I'm upset about and afraid about, I have very little to no control over changing. So whether or not it's like the side that I agree with that I'm following and I'm like, yeah, we're right, I'm right, or it's the side that I don't think is right, uh, it doesn't really do me any good in my personal life. So I would say, Bren, the first thing to do would be to limit your exposure to the media, whether it be mainstream or alternative, and only do brief check-ins. And if you find yourself doing a lot of refreshing and getting that dopamine hit on all of the doomsday prophecy going on, it might be a good idea to limit that. Next one is meditation. There are, of course, thousands of ways to meditate. One of the ways over the years that I found to be most effective was Vedic meditation. And I did that for a good eight years. And now I find myself, you know, I go through different phases as we go through different levels of development. Spiritually, our consciousness uh, aligns with different methods and modalities. Uh, For the past year or so, I've been really into the guided meditations of Joe Dispenza, which you can download on his website. And I do those on most days. Uh, also, I have a software app called NuCalm. It's N-U-C-A-L-M. I've done a show on it with a guy named Jim Poole uh, a few months ago. He's going to come back on because they have some new developments I'm really excited about. But NuCalm is an insanely great meditative, restorative software. It's called Neuroacoustic Software, and it puts your brain into alpha and then theta and takes you into a really relaxed place, even if you're kind of freaked out. So new calm is just absolutely like, I don't know what I do without it. It's, it's insanely powerful and amazing. Uh, the good news about new calm is they're introducing a new purchase model, which is based on subscription. New calm used to be, I don't know, $4,500 or something. So it was prohibitive to most people, you know, like most people aren't going to pay that much for an app and some software, but they're launching uh, probably by the time this comes out, a new model where it's, I forget what it is exactly, but it's a monthly fee of say $40 or something like that. And you're good to go. So it's turned into a membership thing rather than a one-time purchase. So I'm really excited about that because it's going to be more accessible for people. Uh, A similar type technology, but different because it uses lights and these crazy little goggles that you wear with headphones is called BrainTap. It also uses uh, sound frequencies to entrain your brain into different states. And that's a really great way to meditate or just change your mood if you so choose to. I've also got something on my wrist right now. For those of you uh, watching the video version of this, it's called the Apollo. See if I can open the app here and show you guys on the video. Those that are listening to the podcast, forgive me. 
Oh, it's not going to open because I turned the Bluetooth off, so I, I can't show it to you, but it's called the Apollo. I did a recent show with a PhD neuroscientist and psychiatrist by the name of Dr. David Rabin, who's the inventor. He spent about six years doing clinical trials and studies on this thing called the Apollo, which is a wristband that vibrates at various frequencies and has the ability, I know this sounds crazy, but it's just true, to literally put you in whatever mood you want to be in. So there's a setting for open and social. There's one for focus, for working. There's meditation. There's one to relax. There's one to uh, help you sleep, et cetera. And so I've got this thing on all the time. And especially when I need to get grounded into my higher self and you know get down with some deep meditation, I'll often stack a lot of these different things together. I've even put on like multiple pairs of headphones and listened to a Joe Dispenza track while I'm doing the new calm you know, with the Apollo on and God knows what else inside the hyperbaric oxygen chamber, my oxy health chamber in the backyard. So I do whatever I can to relieve stress and calm my ass down and make sure that I remember who and what I am, which is a spirit traversing this earth plane in a body, a protoplasmic physical body that has been lent to me by creation. And that body might, you know, be issued a forced vaccine This body might be imprisoned because I talk about the forbidden information on my podcast. I mean, I'm talking about like worst doomsday scenario, right? Uh, the, The body that lives in this country we call the United States of America might be harmed because the company, the country gets overthrown by fascists, you know, in little black hoodies. Like, who knows? You know what I mean? It's funny in this country, the fascists call themselves anti fascists. I find that so weird. Um, but anyway, that's another conversation, but all these negative things could happen to the body. But when I stay centered spiritually, then I know that no harm can come to me because what I am is beyond the body. So any device or any technology or anything one can do to align themselves with their higher self, their true self is going to limit their reaction to the world around them and enable one to be able to wear the world like a loose garment, to be in the world, but not of the world. This is the goal. And trust me when I say I'm not perfect at this, but I've been at it for a couple decades now and um, it's getting better. I'm getting better at being non-reactive and what helps are all of these different practices. So a couple more that would be great for you, I think, Bryn, to perhaps explore. I'm sure you've explored some of them already. Another one that you probably haven't explored is called the Rasha, R-A-S-H-A. I recently did a recording on that down at Quixmala, and um, it'll be coming out in the next few weeks. I can't even begin to explain the Rasha because it's so next level, but if you just look it up or find the link in the show notes and do some research, it is an incredible device that is used to elevate consciousness. They're quite expensive and not really even available for the public to purchase. So most people that own them are private owners that are healers or people that own healing clinics, consciousness clinics, you know, um, meditation studios, that kind of thing. So the Rasha is definitely something you're going to be hearing a lot about from me because I was really impressed in the couple sessions that I did. Next one is Kundalini Yoga. You can do that online at Rama TV or Nine Treasures Yoga. And then breathwork, you know, which is part of the Kundalini yoga tradition, although they don't call it breathwork. It's just one of the many thousands of Kriya that are included in the different Kundalini yoga sets. Uh, If you want an entry level 
way to start doing breath work. Uh, Wim Hof has an app you can download. I believe it's called the Inner Fire app, and it's a guided breath work. And I do breath work just about every day, especially if I'm feeling off my center. Uh, if I'm experiencing any kind of waves of depression or anxiety, if I'm not just feeling super happy, grounded, strong in my power, breathwork is a great way to make that happen. Next one is getting outdoors, man, especially getting sun. And if you know how to sun gaze safely, I would recommend sun gazing at dusk and dawn to balance your neurotransmitters and hormones and to put you in a really great mood. If your circadian biology is on point, it's much easier to stay grounded spiritually. And while you're at it, when you're outdoors, literally stay grounded. Get yourself some earth runner sandals that are grounded sandals or go barefoot if you can do so safely. And it's also really important to be grounded when you are doing your sun gazing, which again, don't just try to do it. Learn how to sun gaze and then do it at dusk and dawn as often as possible. Uh, But it's really important to stay grounded because there's an electromagnetic reaction between you, your eyes, your skin, the earth, and the sun. And it's best to be grounded because, of course, that's how we've evolved naturally over time. The next one is to avoid blue light at night. To help, again, keep your neurotransmitters balanced, you want the perfect balance of melatonin, cortisol, and all of the derivative neurotransmitters that come from those substances in your body. And if you're up late at night with a bunch of bright lights on, you are going to jack up your mood big time, not to mention your sleep. Next, focus on gut health for the same reason. And then finally, uh, and certainly not the least um, in terms of priority, would be making quality sleep your number one job. A couple of things I do to help facilitate that is I use a thing called the Uller. Uh, they also have a device called the Chili Pad, which keeps the mattress underneath you cold and helps you sleep deeper. And then also tracking your sleep with the Aura Ring. And I find this to be really useful because I've been able to gamify my sleep and I'm in like a competition with myself and sometimes with my biohacking nerd friends to see who can get the highest score. So it's like turning your sleep into a video game. That's with the Aura Ring. I would recommend, however, if you use the Aura Ring to definitely keep it on airplane mode while you're sleeping because it does uh, its connectivity does use Bluetooth, but you don't have to have it on to collect the data. So you can turn the Bluetooth off, wear the ring when you go to sleep, wake up in the morning, put it back on the charger, and then you can sync it to your phone to get your data. And that's going to show you how much deep sleep, how much REM sleep, sleep onset, restfulness, optimal times to go to bed, your temperature, your HRV or heart rate variability, all that kind of stuff is going to be given to you uh, by the aura ring. So that's a couple tips on how to get sleep, but whatever you do, you know, make the room cold, make the room super dark. Don't use your devices after, you know, 8 PM or after dark, start to read, wind down, make love, get some cuddles, do all the things that relax your nervous system and prepare you to get good sleep. And that is the best way to set the foundation for your spiritual practices. Spiritual practices, in my experience, are much, much harder to keep up with. And it's much harder to go deep when you're sleep deprived and not resting and restoring your mind and body. Okay, next question from Samantha. She says, hello, smart people. And uh, I love that she thinks people in the group are smart. Uh, Many of them are. That's why sometimes I go to answer these questions and I just skip certain ones because they've been answered so expertly by the people in the Lifestylist Podcast Facebook group. 
So she says, I've been diagnosed with long-term Lyme and I'm looking for ways or products to help me detox without ingesting supplements. I'm already doing that. Any suggestions? Thanks. Uh, Samantha, first off, my heart goes out to you. My mom has had what we think is Lyme for a long, long time. It's sometimes difficult to diagnose, but it has definitely been an absolute hindrance on her life and something I've been helping her work on uh, for quite a while. And it's a tough one. I mean, I meet people sometimes here and there out in the field that have had Lyme and have gotten rid of it. But the people that have gotten rid of it completely are usually ones that caught it pretty quick. So if you've had it for a long time, as you indicated in your question, uh, I'm not going to put into your consciousness that it's going to be harder. I'm just saying like, I feel for you because Lyme is gnarly. It's really difficult for some people to overcome completely. Uh, based on all the years I've been doing this and all the research I've done for my my own dear mother uh, is energy medicine. And the first thing that comes to mind is something called the AMP coil, which you can learn about at depth on episode 98 and 173 of this very podcast. Uh, I'm going to be doing another episode on the AMP coil soon because the last ones I did were a couple of years ago and the technology has advanced further and they're helping even more people with Lyme. Now, they're not cheap. Uh, last I checked, there were a few thousand dollars so if you can't afford one, uh, definitely find a practitioner or a private person or healer in your area that has one. If I had Lyme right now, uh, that's the first thing I would do is I would find an amp coil and I would start using it every single freaking day and do all of the Lyme protocol. And uh, I've met many people personally face-to-face that had long-term Lyme, tried everything, nothing worked. They started using the amp coil and they fixed it straight up. Like I've asked people like one-on-one when I used to go to the amp coil summits up in Tahoe. I mean, there would be people getting up on stage constantly talking about how they got rid of their Lyme with the amp coil specifically. And I would go up to them afterward and be like, did you really, what happened? You know, and they tell me their whole story and it's like, God damn, this thing works. And essentially the way it works is through uh, PEMF or pulsed electromagnetic frequencies. It's a, a Tesla coil essentially that's connected to an amplifier, which connects to a tablet that has a number of different software programs on it. And within the software programs are different frequencies that neutralize pathogens in your body, especially when they are transmitted through your body on a cellular level using the toroidal field of the pulsed electromagnetic frequency or pulsed electromagnetic field using the PEMF. So they take different Rife frequencies, uh, made famous and some discovered by Royal Rife. Many people know them as Rife frequencies, and the amp coil delivers them through your body, your bones, every organ, etc., using that high-powered amplifier and the magnet. So it's pretty magical stuff. Next recommendation would be to look into going to Dr. Rashid Buttar's clinic in North Carolina. I was just in Mexico uh, with Dr. Rashid for a week, hanging out, doing another podcast, which will come out soon. And he was telling me they get they have a lot of success with Lyme in his clinic. He told me that personally. And uh, I have a friend that has cancer right now, unfortunately, and he's um, considering seriously going to that clinic as well. It's one of the most cutting edge alternative clinics in the world. And it just happens to be in the US, which is really cool. Next one you might want to look up is Dr. Frank Schallenberger. He's got a clinic up in Reno and uh, Schallenberger's done a lot of work with ozone. He's a pioneer in ozone therapy and treats a lot of people with Lyme. The other one is um, uh, Dr. Klinghart. Dr. Klinghart is, um, I believe, based in Canada. 
I don't quote me on that, but uh, he's world renowned as someone who is the go to guy to help people heal that are seemingly unhealable. However, from my understanding, it's difficult to get a spot with Klinghart because he's so uh, highly sought after and so popular and world renowned. But he's one of the people that I would definitely at least start to study uh, if you have Lyme because he's really made a lot of headway with it. One thing I know about him is that he won't even start to work with someone until they have shielded their bedroom of all EMF. So over his many years uh, as a clinician, he discovered that he would be working with people. He tried everything that he would normally work for him to heal someone of all kinds of different things that are supposedly incurable. And then he would discover that they had really high EMF levels in their home. And so he would you know, eventually cease working with people that wouldn't first be willing and able to fix the EMF in their life. So I'm going to give you that advice, Samantha, uh, to definitely, you know, look into the levels of EMF in your home. Mold is also something that is often, um, you know, hand in hand with Lyme. Sometimes they're often mistaken for one another. Some will think they have Lyme and it's actually mold exposure and vice versa. So, you know, Dr. Rashid Buttar, Frank Schallenberger, and Dr. Klinghart are people that are all very cutting edge and knowledgeable about all these different uh, pathogens and you know alternative modalities uh, with which to heal them. And then again, I'm going to give a shout out to the Rasha. Again, uh, difficult maybe to get one yourself, but you might be able to find a practitioner or owner of the Rasha. And the website for the Rasha will, of course, be in the show notes. And I'll probably link to it on my site soon uh, when I do the episode with its inventor, Dr. Jerry Rivera. Uh, the Rasha is incredible. I mean, if you look on their Instagram right now, it says reversing autoimmune, Lyme, Alzheimer's, autism, cancer. Like it says that on their Instagram. And if you know anything about the FDA and making medical claims, uh, people are very hesitant to make medical claims. And I don't know if it says, you know, treat, heal, what verbiage they use exactly. But um, I've heard, like the amp coil, uh, anecdotally, many stories of the Rasha having incredible results with people with all sorts of different issues. And another thing I'll add about Dr. Rashid Buttar's clinic in North Carolina is they now have a Rasha machine there. And uh, Rashid told me that they use it in their practice for just about everyone that comes there ill, especially people with cancer. I didn't ask him about uh, if they use it with Lyme, but I'm guessing they probably do because uh, like the amp coil and the biocharger and some of these frequency or energy medicine devices, uh, one thing that the Rasha does is transmits different healing frequencies into your body using uh, a scalar field or magnetic field or inert noble gases and what's called a plasma chamber. Really geeky stuff. But this is all going back to Nikola Tesla technology, suppressed technologies. These are devices and modalities that the medical establishment does not want you to know about because if they work, they're out of business. You know what I'm saying? If you get healed uh, by energy medicine, you don't need drugs anymore. And that's a really bad business model for big pharma. Every time I talk about big pharma, I'm thinking, man, they're going to kick me off the internet. <laughs> but it's just true. I'm going to go down fighting, man. I'm going to go down espousing what I believe to be true at any given moment. So that's what I would recommend for our dear friend, Samantha, with the Lyme issue. Next up is Carly. 
And Carly says Luke referenced eye drops that he used to help his vision when he was having problems with it. And I can't recall what they were. Does anyone know? I'm in need. Uh, yes, uh, Carly, I was doing some Russian peptide drops in my eyes. Um, I don't have the name in front of me because on the bottle it's in Russian. And although I am maybe one eighth Russian, I don't speak or read the language. Uh, I found out about them from one of my peptide geek friends, and I was able to find some of these drops on eBay, and they did help a lot. Now, I know that's not helping you, but hold tight, I will. Uh, because they were from eBay, I felt a little bit sketched about them. You know, when you're putting something in your eyes, it's not like you want to experiment with some bootleg shit. So, I mean, they helped my eyes. They felt great, but they were also kind of expensive and, you know, difficult to really vet the sellers on eBay of these Russian peptide eye drops. However, when I was recently again at Quixmala, I was there with Dr. Buttar, Dr. Jerry from the Russia, and also Dr. Robert Slovak. And Slovak is the guy that brought Quinton minerals, uh, Quinton sea minerals, to the U.S. They were invented by a man named Quinton, who was French, and uh, these are a diluted and purified sea mineral solution. And um, Robert Slovak, who, of course, you know, is coming on the show soon. Well, he's been on the show. His episode's coming out soon, and we talk all about water and um, water purification filters, RO, distillation, bottled water, plastic, deuterium, hydrogen, all the things. It's like going to be the be-all, end-all of water shows. But we were talking a lot about the Quinton minerals, and they are just absolutely insanely cool. He was telling me about, um, I'll get back to the eyes, by the way. He was telling me of one study they did where they, and I know this is kind of sad, um, but it was an animal study, and they essentially bled, I forget if it was a dog or a pig, um, bled the animal out, um, not hurting it, you know, not like torturing the animal, but just basically started to do a transfusion and they took all of the blood out of the animal and replaced it with the Quinton sea mineral solution, the isotonic version, which is the one that's got the salt removed from it, et cetera. And that animal lived with this isotonic solution replacing its blood. I mean, it's insane. So what it is, is really a sea plasma, which is why it can, well, why they did. I'm not, I'm not making the claim that you should do this, but it's, it's, uh, my point is that it's incredibly bioavailable and, um, you know, like with, um, not bi- I'm thinking biodynamic, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, bioidentical, like with bioidentical hormones, well, quinton sea mineral minerals are bioidentical to your body. And so any fluids in your body from blood to, uh, tears, uh, would be able to, coexist, if not be replaced by this isotonic version. And again, this is not the hypertonic version of Quinton sea minerals, which is very salty and would act in your eye just like ocean water would, meaning it would sting. It wouldn't likely hurt you, but I'm not signing up for it. Uh, You can find the Quinton sea minerals, which are not meant for your eyes, by the way, you drink it. You can find it at lukestory.com slash store. And um, what this stuff is, is a seawater solution that's collected from plankton blooms deep in the ocean and then purified. So it has all of the trace elements and minerals essential, frankly, to all life on earth. And our future podcast guest, Robert Slovak, is the one that taught me this trick just like, you know, privately, like, oh, you're, because I said, oh man, my eyes hurt, they get so dry. And he's like, oh dude, I got you. And I swear to God, 
it's insane. So I just got a big bottle of Visine and I emptied out all the toxic Visine and I sucked up a bunch of these Quinton minerals, the isotonic version. And now I use that as eye drops and I turned it on to my brother, Cody Allen's story. You can follow him on Instagram, Cody Allen's story, my younger brother. And he's had a lot of problems with his eyes since he did LASIK. They're always dry. He has to walk around with these eye drops. He's putting them in every five minutes. He's a hot mess. So I gave him a bottle and two days later, I was like, dude, how are your eyes? He's like, oh my God, my eyes aren't dry anymore. So this is my new thing. I'm totally into this. Um, And it's completely safe and amazing and awesome and affordable. And it's just insane. So Robert Slovak's episode where you can learn about the Quinton Minerals is going to be number 313. And that is published November 3rd, 2020. He's an absolute water genius. And we do a deep dive into the Quinton Minerals for their ability to assist with fertility and tons of other applications. And it's a, a very well-studied supplement. It's not uh, snake oil. It's real stuff. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And turns out one of the applications is putting it in your, uh, in your eyes. And you can also use it as a nasal spray too, which I haven't gotten around to yet. But I did try it just by dropping the little, uh, it comes in a little glass ampule that you click the tip off on one end, then normally you would put it over your mouth. You click the tip off the other end and it, you know, drains into your mouth, but you can also, there's a way to get it into your nose too, if you have sinus problems and things like that. So I've done that a few times, but I have to figure out a way to empty out a couple of those bottles into a nasal sprayer so I can start using it that way. It's just rad stuff and your body absolutely loves it because it's the most primordial substance on earth. It's literally the plankton blooms and the water therein, that sea plasma is where all life on earth originated from. So your body just goes, yes, where have you been all my life? The long and short of it is that those minerals used to be in our soil because the earth used to be covered by the ocean in many, if not most places at different times. And those minerals were deposited and they then became part of the food chain. But because we've ruined the soil, we don't get those minerals anymore. And the Quinton minerals is where you get them. So that's my Quinton spiel. I'm, I've been into this stuff for years. I just never knew. I was just like, yeah, it makes sense. I read a little bit about it. And once I talked to Robert, I'm like, oh, damn, this is an everyday thing for the rest of my life. It's just absolutely fantastic. We'll be right back at you after this brief but important announcement. I've been working on my health for a long time, really dialing in the diet, the lifestyle, the whole thing. And one of the toughest hurdles for me to get over has been my gut health. Digestion issues, heartburn, constipation. I don't want to get too graphic here, but it's like the missing link for me. Until I found Just Thrive Probiotic, that is. And that's why I'm so happy to share them with you as our sponsor today. These guys make a probiotic that actually works. It's got 100% survivability. It's vegan, non-GMO, soy-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, salt-free, nut-free, gluten-free, crappy-free. It's awesome. It's clinically proven for leaky gut, and they have nine other ongoing human clinical trials. It's a really powerful way to support your immune system and your brain because your brain depends on the health of your gut and the neurotransmitters that your gut produces. So if you want to get rid of that uncomfortable bloating, embarrassing gas, leaky gut, all those issues that so many of us suffer from, you definitely want to get over to thriveprobiotic.com forward slash Luke. That's thriveprobiotic.com forward slash Luke. Of course, we've got a hookup for you. If you use the code Luke15, you're going to save 15% off your entire order. That's thriveprobiotic.com forward slash Luke. Check it out. 
and have some happy digestion. And now, back to the interview. Next question is from Erin. She says, does anyone have good info or resources for children with ADD? Uh, In fact, uh, Erin, I do. And the most effective natural treatment I'm aware of is called neurofeedback. And I've done a lot of this training myself to help actually with, with my focus. I've never been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, but I have had issues with my brain over the years for a number of different reasons, EMF exposure, drug abuse early in life, et cetera. But I did a couple of years stint going to uh, the Peak Brain Institute in West LA, and you can learn all about that on podcast episode number 30, way back in the day that I did with Dr. Andrew Hill, PhD, who's a neuroscientist and the founder of Peak Brain Institute, and one of the foremost experts in the world on neurofeedback. So uh, I would look up Peak Brain for sure. They do remote training where they ship you the equipment, teach you how to do it at home, et cetera. You could do that for your kid, assuming that it's your kid you're speaking of. And there are also other practitioners of neurofeedback all over the world, and many of them are great. Um, I just personally have limited my experience to Dr. Andrew Hill, so he's the one that I would trust and definitely get recommendations, if not treatment, from. Uh, This modality has actually been a huge part of my healing over the years, including a week-long training I did at something called 40 Years of Zen, which is Dave Asprey's clinic when it used to be in Sedona. It was at a... Uh, a neurofeedback clinic there called BioCybernaut. And he took it over for a period of years. They had two locations. Actually, I think one was in Vancouver and one in Sedona. And Dave developed a very special training there to up the level of alpha brain waves that you produce, hence giving you the experience of a 40-year Zen meditator in one week. And so I went and did that a few years back and it was incredible. Uh, now Dave has opened up his own clinic apart from the BioCybernaut clinic, and that I believe is in or around Seattle, Washington in the US of A, and it is still called 40 Years of Zen, but from what I understand, he's taken it to the next level and has integrated supplementation and all sorts of other modalities that help your brain. So if I was a parent with a kid right now that had ADD, uh, I would be calling Dr. Andrew Hill immediately, and then probably if I had the cash, uh, last I checked, it was around 15 grand for 40 years of Zen for a week, but I would throw my kid in there real quick. Uh, that would be my, um, you know, my personal choice if I had to make that decision. And just a little background on neurofeedback, and again, go back and listen to number 30, but it's a non-invasive way to retrain your brain to manage brain waves, so to increase certain brain waves at certain times and to decrease other brain waves. So you essentially teach your brain how to behave like you want it to by getting hooked up to all these electrodes that read your brain waves and then essentially doing what looks from the outside like watching a video game. That's how most neurofeedback is. So there's a, a visual stimuli that you're paying attention to that then causes your brain and your brain waves to respond in a certain way. And that feedback, that biofeedback mechanism is what teaches your brain to up-level or down-level certain brain waves. And that's how it has such a profound effect on not only ADD and ADHD, but is also extremely effective for PTSD. In fact, it's one of the most effective things for PTSD, especially for veterans. Many veterans 
uh, have used and continue to use neurofeedback as a means by which to recover from that post-traumatic stress disorder. It's also great for mood, memory, focus, and just high performance, which is why I was doing it. Uh, The first rounds of neurofeedback I did at Peak Brain LA improved my sleep scores by like 40%. I mean, it's, it's insane. It's a very, very cool and very well studied and valid alternative therapy. So I'd look into that. Next question is from Penelope. She says, this is a funny one, kind of not really because Penelope suffered, but (laughs) just the way she worded it. She said, "Uh, I had a B12 shot at the pharmacy yesterday and I usually feel great afterward. I feel like they gave me a flu shot instead. I'm like, oh my God, I don't even want to know what a flu shot feels like, but I bet it feels horrible. And she said, the receipt says B12, but this feels really crappy. Anyone else experience such a thing? And so my answer to this is kind of a non-answer. I'm just like, wow, that sucks, first off. Uh, And I've never had any adverse reaction to injectable nutrients with the exception of doing NAD uh, IVs at Next Health here in LA. And it's not adverse in the sense that I feel sick or feel like crap, uh, as Penelope has indicated. But when you get an NAD IV, it can really cause your stomach to kind of cramp up. It's a lot of energy for your body to take on all at once. But other than that, I've never had an adverse reaction to any injectable nutrients whatsoever. So I can't speak to that. Uh, even when I do my own NAG, uh, uh, NAD, excuse me, subcutaneous injections, meaning I shoot it in my abundant belly fat uh, about five days a week, that will sting a little bit, but it never makes me feel sick or anything like that. So, um, so I've not had that happen, but I will say that you know, every human body is extremely sensitive and we're not only made up of physical molecules, but also energy and the energy that comprises all the molecules that make up the protoplasm that we call a body. Um, and the world is completely insane at the moment. So there's, there's energetics of astrological influences, you know, where the moon is at one given time, where you might be in your cycle, where your hormones are, where your neurotransmitters are, something that you ate, mild food poisoning, dysbiosis in your gut. So just because this seemed to be triggered by getting a B12 shot doesn't necessarily mean that it was an adverse reaction to the shot. There's just too many variables. And with that, in closing, I'll say, thank God you were smart enough to not voluntarily get a flu shot. Next question is from Maggie. Looks like we have a lot of females in the group today. Oh, there's a Caleb and a Brett. Oh, no, it's a Brett with one T. That might be a female, but it looks like it's ladies night. Or uh, Yeah, it's night here. It's ladies night tonight. So here we go. Maggie says, does anyone remember the books? Luke often mentions about the concept of surrender. And um, man, if there's one thing in my life that has changed the game more than anything, it is learning about and applying the spiritual principle of surrender. I did it about 180 times already today before even getting on the microphone here. And one of the things I had to surrender to was that I had a deadline for this particular solo show and I was not in a headspace to be like happy podcast host guy at all today. And I just had to surrender to the fact that this has got to get done or you're going to make other people's lives difficult. The people, my producers at Create Media. When I don't make my deadlines, there's a whole cascade, shitstorm, domino effect that affects other people negatively, and I don't want that to happen. So even though I didn't feel like doing this today, uh, I had to surrender to the reality that it had to get done or the consequences were going to be uh, consequences that are affecting other people. So here we are. And of course, as it turned out, like every time I surrender to something, 
Um, it turned out better than I thought it would. And I'm having a great time. It's been the best thing I've done for my mood all day to actually sit down and look at these questions and do my best to be of service to the listeners to uh, this podcast. So uh, Surrender to Me, before I get onto the two books, looks a little something like this. Because many people hear surrender and they think that you're going to be a doormat or become passive or be Pollyanna and pretend like there's, you know, no problems or that if there are, there aren't any valid solutions to those problems, et cetera. It feels non-proactive, especially to your more yang energy folks, right? To me, surrender is acknowledging that the circumstance I find myself in at any given moment is not the one I would have chosen. It's not desirable, but rather than going into a negative emotional state and becoming stuck in that, I surrender in so much as I acknowledge that here is where I am, but also that if I don't apply negativity to the situation that I found myself in, I'm going to be empowered to make incremental changes. So it's like if I walk out in front of my house right now and I try to start my car and the battery's dead. Surrender doesn't mean that I just lie down on the sidewalk in the mud and just lie there and cry <laughs> and not do anything about the, the dead battery. Surrender means as I notice the battery's dead and I see that frustration, that fear, that anger, that I'm going to miss an appointment, it's going to cost me money, whatever it is that the mind is going to present to fight that situation, that I become aware of that tendency because the mind is a negativity bias. So it's always looking for the pain, man. The, the mind loves pain because it loves to chew on something just like a pit bull loves to chew on a piece of rope. You know, it's just what the mind does. It wants to find something wrong and obsess about it. So surrender to me in that moment would look like, okay, battery's dead. It is what it is. I'm going to just breathe and just pray a prayer of surrender into acceptance of the current circumstance. And then I'm going to surrender into the next indicated step using the power of surrender and the power of acceptance to get me to the next step, which is looking at, you know, did I turn the lights on, finding my AAA card, whatever it happens to be. It's not about just sitting there and accepting a situation that is harmful to me or less than something I would desire. It's about going, okay, this is where we are, accepted, noted, I surrender, what's next? And that's a really, you know, um, I would say kind of a vapid example of that and that like big deal, your battery's dead. I'm talking about, you know, I have cancer or my kid died or, you know, I'm a I was injured in a war, you know, something that really, really affects you fundamentally and changes your whole life. But the thing about it is, is I've been through a lot of shit in my life, especially earlier on, uh, and surrender is the only thing that got me out of it. So surrender as a spiritual principle is the key to all enlightenment and the key to all self-realization. Because when we surrender, it enables us to access our own humility and understand our limitations and also to embrace our power and become empowered by the acknowledgement of what we can and cannot do. It's kind of the basis of the serenity prayer, right? Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Uh, the, uh, the, the What is it? God damn it. I said this thing like every morning for 20 years. <laughs> Grant me the serenity to accept the things I, I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. That to me is an embodiment of surrender.
So back to the books, Maggie. Thank you for asking something that I'm super pumped about. The number one book on surrender in my library is called Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender by Dr. David R. Hawkins. I'm going to be doing a show. Uh, I can't do a show with David Hawkins because he has left that body a number of years ago. Luckily, I was able to go see him speak a couple of times. I actually saw his last public talk before he passed on. Uh, but I'm going to be interviewing someone from a company called Focused Life Force Energy, FLFE.com, who happens to be one of the foremost experts on not only Dr. David R. Hawkins' work, but also on his modality of calibration called kinesiology, which I'm sure some of you are familiar with. But Dr. Hawkins was famous for using kinesiology for consciousness research, not in the physical realm, to determine whether or not this particular vitamin is good for you. It's more like, is this spiritual teaching or concept valid? And if so, how valid is it? So that work to me just was so instrumental in my life. And most of David Hawkins' um, written work was really deep and really complex. And most of his books, uh, with the exception of this one called Letting Go, were, you know, one, two, three year reads. I mean, I would have to just take a sentence at a time and just really ponder it and mull it over in order to grasp the depth of his teachings. It was it was a lot for me to, to understand. Uh, as I became more familiar with his work, it got easier. And now I go back and read his books and I'm like, oh yeah, duh, of course, I get it now. But it, it took some undoing a lot of my old ideas and um, you know a lot of open-mindedness into embracing his really a, a non-dual Vedic, mostly perspective on life and spirituality. However, shortly before he died, he penned this book, uh, Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender. And it's written in the most basic, simplistic terms imaginable. It's like, I, I think a 12 or 13 year old uh, could read this book and understand it and be able to apply it. And it's really about learning how to fully experience all emotions, sensations, feelings in your body, in your heart, in your spirit, in your mind without resisting them. So it's an instruction manual on how to contextualize and embrace emotions that we might perceive to be negative or uh, unpleasurable, uncomfortable, etc. And it really is one of the most powerful spiritual books I've ever read in my life due to its simplicity and to the potency and depth of its message. Because what it essentially is informing us is that it's the resistance to what we perceive to be pain or negativity that causes it to persist. And by spiritually bypassing those lessons and those experiences, we actually build patterns that facilitate the repetition of those negative feelings and experiences. So if we don't go through that experience, which we find to be challenging, We're inviting it to be part of our life experience from here on out. And so that book is so critical, in my opinion, for anyone that wants to learn how to walk through the shadow and to walk through discomfort with grace. And even, I'll go so far as to say, a sense of humor, which to me, a sense of humor equates to humility. If you ever meet anyone that's very serious, you know that they're very invested in their ego something I learned years ago. And think about people in your life right now. Just think of someone who's really serious. They're just enshrined in ego. And that's not a judgment like, oh, I'm not because I'm so light and funny. I was very serious for a very long time because I lacked humility. I lacked the ability to 
acknowledge my own shortcomings and my own frailty. And frankly, as a human being on earth, my own stupidity, you know what I mean? As brilliant as any of us are, we're still limited by the human intellect. And so um, that book is just a great synopsis of what it means to be a conscious human being and how to uh, overcome difficulties with the least amount of fight. The other amazing and very different book that I have uh, in my library is called The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. And this is an amazing book, but much different because it's really um, a memoir or um, a parable or life story about how this man started surrendering to anything and everything in his life. And it led him on this incredible mission of success in every way measurable. And so it's just a great living example of what happens. That's why he calls it the surrender experiment because anything and everything that was coming at him, it is just some incredible adversity. He just, just did this experiment where he went, I'm going to surrender to everything all the time. And this book is about how, as he surrendered, magic entered his life. And he was able to manifest the most incredible levels of success in all compartments of life, you know, love, relationships, career, uh, creativity, became a best-selling author, et cetera, and is just an incredible read. And a couple of years ago, I listened to the audiobook. This is maybe going back three years or so. And um, I had a situation in which I was having a hard time surrendering because I was in Colorado to do a gig in Aspen, this place called Aspen Shakti. And I stopped to visit my dad. And I believe what happened was I was out uh, foraging <laughs> some food and I came across these abandoned um, beehives and I got out a bunch of, um, is called, what do they call that stuff? It's called um, bee bread. And it basically it's like this protein that's left over after the bees leave a hive. And so I was eating all this bee bread because it's, I was like, score, I just got free bee bread. And then I got really, really sick. I mean, like deathly ill for the whole week I was there, including the night I did this talk at Aspen Shakti. And I think in hindsight, what had happened was uh, that bee colony had probably collapsed due to glyphosate poisoning uh, from nearby farms. And what happens then is a colony either collapses or they just get disoriented and they leave and they go infect other hives and collapse those. It's just part of the glyphosate disaster we have on earth. Glyphosate's also known as Roundup, but there's no way I would have gotten that sick just from living my life. It was like the flu on steroids times a thousand. So here I am in Colorado. I'm the I'm Captain Surrender. I mean, this is the way I live my life is surrender and acceptance. You know, for years and years and years. This at this point, it was probably 18 years I had been living that way. Um, and I'm sick and I have a gig. And so I went and did this talk at Aspen Shakti, which I ended up airing on the show on episode 115. And I talked for probably 90 minute talk, maybe two hours about my, at that time, 18, 19 year journey, uh, deep into the surrender process. And that's what that whole episode was about. So there you go, Maggie, with a couple great books on surrender, my personal perspective and experience with it, and also a podcast you can go refer to if Anything that I shared about my relationship with surrender resonated with you. Again, that was episode 115. And for everyone listening or watching on YouTube, anything and everything I mention on any Lifestylist podcast episode can be found in the show notes on your podcast player or at lukestory.com. 
And uh, next up, let's take a question from Alisa. She said, what is the best at-home colon cleanse? Now, I've been a fan of colonics for 20-plus years. Um, The kind that I prefer is called a gravity colonic or a Kalima board because they're the most thorough, gentle, and natural. Getting a colonic where someone sticks a water hose up your ass with that kind of pressure, I don't find to be very comfortable. It might get rid of a lot of putrid fecal matter, et cetera, that's stuck in your guts. But I prefer a, a, a more slow, gentle approach. But I will say that colonics uh, in general were a huge part of my initial detox process when I got sober in the 90s. And I had been, I mean, we it would be like a you know six-hour show to even tell you about all the shit I used to put in my body. And it's not necessary to do so. Just know that... All I did was inhale and ingest and put in my body poison for a good solid 10 years uh, from 16 to 26. And even as a kid, even younger than that, but there was a two-year break. And so when I cleaned up my act and got into health and wellness and what we now call biohacking, colonics were really popular as a means by which to um, you know, detoxify yourself. Now, some people don't like them because they're, you know, they have the capacity to wash all of the healthy bacteria out of your colon, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I'm still a fan. I'm into it just because of the effect it had on my life. Specifically, what I did is I went to a, a clinic uh, slash retreat on the big island in Hawaii called Angel Farms. And I looked it up to do the show notes for this episode. And God damn it, Cindy Sellers at Angel Farms, what's up, Cindy, is still there after all these years. And I went there like 20 years ago, I think, angelfarms.com. And uh, it was incredible. You eat just soups and smoothies and you do this Kalima board style colonic, although she has special systems set up and there's herbs and ozone in the water and probiotics. And I mean, she's like the colonic queen of the universe. It's just next level. And while I was there, um, I had some very strange things come out of my body, man. Uh, uh, You know, like (laughs) I always joke like, old like uh, little um, matchbox cars from I ate when I was a kid, but it's like really old stuff. You know, when they like catch a shark in the ocean and they cut it open, and it has a shopping cart and like a truck tire in there. That's the kind of stuff that will come out of you when you start doing these gravity fed colonics, because you're on that board for two or three hours a day. And it's so gentle and it's so incremental. And it really took me about 12 days to get to the end of the colon. Cause you have the, I think it's the forget what they are, the inverse, transverse, whatever. It's basically shaped like an upside down U, right? So you have the end of your colon that comes out of your anus and then it goes up and it curls and curls and curls, goes across and then goes down and basically is where your um, other eliminatory organs drop the stuff into. And I know I'm like not doing a great job of explaining that scientifically. Point being is you have some some odd 35 feet of colon or whatever it is, and just doing a colonic with the water hose technique only gets to the first few feet. And so you're like, wow, I feel so light and free and so clean and I'm detoxed. Um, you're not really because it takes a long, long time to get through all of the different layers of impacted matter in there. And if you've got, you know, polyps or anything weird going on like that, um, it can be quite a journey. And so when I was at Angel Farms, so funny, man, I went there by myself. It was like a two week trip on the big island. It was one of the coolest trips of my whole life. Cause I just went totally alone. I didn't have a cell phone. I was just, I think I had a map in the car and I would just use it to go explore. Uh, after I'd go do my two hour 
Drano sessions with Cindy at Angel Farms. But what was really crazy there is the way they did it at that time is you laid on this essentially what's called a Kalima board. And to answer Elisa's question more specifically, I have one here at the house. I haven't used it in a long time because I'm just lazy, but you can get one at Kalima.com. That's C-O-L-E-M-A. I don't have any affiliation, um, but I'll put it in the show notes anyway. But Kalima boards are what you want. Just trust me. But anyway, um, when you use a Kalima board or the way that they had their custom board set up at Angel Farms is you sit there and you kind of just drain very gently. It's it's not terribly uncomfortable. It's I mean, I wouldn't say that it's pleasant. I, I wouldn't choose to do it. It's probably why mine's been in my garage for like six years. Uh, but if you want to heal and detox, it's amazing. But what was crazy is that many of the people there would, um, you know, you don't empty the tank. So all the water goes in and out of you. And then whatever critters and stuff come out of you sit in the tank. And then Cindy would come poke around with like a long wooden stick and like tell you what kind of parasites you had and stuff. And some of the people there, I know this sounds disgusting and it is, but it's also really cool. Uh, some of the people would expel these things that were like goddamn garden snakes. I mean, just these huge coiled up parasites and just the gnarliest alien creatures out of their bungholes. And they'd be like, yo, guess what I passed today? And we would all go into their little cubicle room and look at the crazy stuff that came out of them. And that's when I became a believer in colonics especially the way she did it because of the ozone and the herbs that would actually help facilitate the jostling loose of these freeloaders in your colon. So I thought that was really cool. Now, I just had weird black stuff come out of me. I mean, it's probably God knows what drugs or weird shit I put in my body over all those years, but it was pretty cool to go in those rooms. I mean, you almost puked But still, it was pretty cool to be like, wow, what if you never came here and got that cobra out of your butt? You would have been walking around with that thing for the next 80 years or whatever. And that can cause a lot of problems, you know, uh, needless to say. So uh, to summarize Elisa's question, Colima boards or get to a place like Angel Farm or even just uh, do a web search where you live. I don't use the G word anymore because they're evil like empire. Uh, but do a web search of gravity colonics near your zip code or where you live. And you can probably find a practitioner unless you live like in a really small remote town that's not that progressive. But I found a place in the valley uh, in LA. I don't recall the name of it offhand. I'm sorry. Um, But you'll find the same one I found if you just search like gravity colonics Los Angeles, like they'll come up. It's a very specific way of doing it. Or you get a Kalima board and a five gallon bucket and the hoses and a little kit that you get with the Kalima board and you do it yourself in your bathroom and just warn your family that space creatures might come out of your rear end and they should just leave you alone until they've all been flushed down the toilet. Next question is from Stefania. She says, I feel like the group may have guidance. I'm looking for, uh, I'm looking to deciding on an apartment that has power lines running close behind the bedroom windows in the balcony area. Is this dangerous slash EMF producing? There are three big power lines close to the windows. Um, you know, this one, Stefania, I'm going to say, take my EMF class. No, seriously, though, for those of you that don't know, I have a brand new, very comprehensive EMF class. It's called the EMF Home Safety Masterclass. You can find it at lukestory.com slash EMF Masterclass. And it will answer this question and about 500 other questions just like it. But for now, I'll go ahead and hook you up with the freebie. 
it's really difficult to say, Stefania, if the levels of EMF in your home are uh, getting higher because of those power lines. Not all power lines are created equal. Depends on what your building's made of, how far away they are. But what you're typically going to find is a magnetic field that's being created around power lines. Now, high tension power lines, those ones that you see way out in the middle of nowhere that are like three stories, four stories high, those things produce a crazy amount of EMF. So I'd never live near one of those. But for example, I have in front of my house just regular little you know, it's like a little two-lane street. So we just have residential power lines, I guess you could call them on on old wooden, uh, you know, phone poles, right? And we tested those in my class. We actually test them uh, with building biologist Brian Hoyer, who's my cohort in the class. And we didn't really find a strong magnetic field coming into the house from those wires. But if we got closer to them, there probably would be. So the long story or the um, the short answer rather to your question is you have to test and I would recommend getting a professional building biologist over to your house to do that testing. Trying to do it yourself could be problematic. If you're unable to do that or don't want to do that, you could get something called a tri-field meter. I've got them on my site. We'll put them in the show notes. And you can get an idea uh, if that magnetic field is really strong going into your home. And if it is, I would highly recommend not living there. Like You do not want to live next to EMFs, especially any EMFs in the bedroom. That's that's ground zero where you want to start um, with your mitigation strategies when it comes to EMF. Because here's the deal. When you're sleeping, your body's supposed to be in a parasympathetic nervous system state and doing one thing and one thing only, and that's rebuilding all the damage that you did to yourself while you were awake the day before. So if your body is still in defense mode fighting off these frequencies, of the various types of radiation you could be subjected to while you sleep, your body's not doing the job that it's supposed to be doing, A, and B, your body's getting injured while it's supposed to be healing. So EMF in the bedroom is a huge issue. And this is not you know a scare tactic to freak people out. It's just based on my personal experience, the EMF is, you know, I don't want to say more important than the food you eat, but blue light and EMF are to me, as personally, as important as the food you eat, like straight up. So, and I'm not saying that, so you take my course. I don't, I'm not going to, it's not going to have an impact on me, whether or not anyone listening to this takes my $149 EMF course. It's great if a bunch of you do, but it's not my, you know, it's not my main driver of revenue as a brand, just to be transparent, but it is something I felt people needed. And that's why I put it out. But whether or not you take my course or not, uh, Stefania, um, I would definitely not live anywhere with high EMF. And if you do, get someone professional to come test it and fix it immediately, especially in your bedroom and your kid's bedroom or where you spend most of your time. Next one is Tana. She asks, uh, does anyone have any natural remedies for ringing in the ear, otherwise known as a tinnitus? And I've always called it tinnitus, but then when I hear anyone else say it, they call it tinnitus. Then I feel stupid for calling it tinnitus. So I'm switching right here in this moment, and I'm going to call it tinnitus, as weird as that sounds. Uh, and my answer to this one is, drum roll, please. I have no goddamn idea, Tana. Uh, my ear right now is ringing like somebody just hit a goddamn crash cymbal in it or one of those Chinese gongs, and it's just like, Wee! and it doesn't stop. And um, it would drive me crazy if not for this one solution, the solution that I applied to this until 
someone goes into the quantum field and comes back with an answer uh, in the form of a technology, supplement, modality, practice, etc., is I just ignore it. I don't talk about it. I don't think about it. I don't ask questions about it. I don't give it any energy. And as long as I don't give it energy, I'm able to ignore it and forget about it. As I just read this question, in fact, just to demonstrate that principle of you know, where attention goes, energy goes, as soon as I read that question, I was like, oh my God, my ear's ringing. What's wrong? <laughs> like, you know, I was brought back to that uncomfortable sensation that's like, oh, there's something in my brain that's been jarred and um, it's having this reaction, you know? So it's hearing things that aren't actually there, which is this high pitch ringing. It's super annoying. My dad has a really bad case of it in both ears and it drives him freaking crazy. And when I tell him, dad, just ignore it, he probably wants to punch me. But I think that's the best solution any of us have come up with. I'll close that question by saying, if there's anyone listening to the show that knows a legit, now I repeat, legit way to ease the tinnitus, uh, please let me know. You know, Hit me up on a DM on Instagram. Uh, join the Facebook group where these questions came from. Let us all know in there. Tag Tana when you get in the Facebook group. I'm very interested in fixing this. And so far, no one's come at me with anything. I've tried Western medicine. I've gone down the all the best experts at UCLA and everywhere. I've seen everyone in LA that knows anything about this, the ENT specialist. And they're just like, I finally got to the top of the food chain. This guy is, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but he's one of the you know, most well-respected ear, nose, throat doctors in the world. He, he's at this clinic in um, downtown LA, and it's one of the most renowned ENT clinics in the world. I forget the name of it offhand. And I went there and saw him. I did some hearing tests. I did the things. I was very hopeful and ambitious about solving this problem. I went a couple times and finally uh, on the second or third visit to this world-renowned expert, he was like, you know, uh, what I think it is, is uh, I think you drink coffee. And I said, well, yeah, like there's a bear shit in the woods. And he said, I, I think it's the caffeine, you know, just knock out the caffeine and your ear will stop ringing. And I'm like, even if it was the answer, I, I would never do that. Coffee's too delicious. But that's as far as I got with it, unfortunately, for all of us, Tana. So keep searching. Someone let me know if you find out uh, a better solution. Next one's from Caleb. Anyone here supplemented with Shilajit as a mineral supplement? Seems really interesting, and I am curious to try it for my mineral supplementation. Uh, Shilajit is something I've been using for, oh man, I don't know, between 10, probably probably 10 years or so. And I use it just about every day. I love it. Uh, For those of you that want to give it a shot in a non-gross way, you could get some from Pristine Hydro. They make a powdered version of Shilajit with uh, Trifala, which is another great complementary herb out of the Ayurvedic system, I believe. And speaking of Ayurvedic system, that is where the Shilajit comes from, although it is also sometimes part of the Chinese medicine. The Russians use it. Um, It's pretty awesome. It's composed of 84 organic plant minerals, fulvic, humic, and ulmic acids, which is a really potent blend and a great way to not only mineralize, but to help with calcification in your body and all sorts of stuff. Shilajit is just, you know, it's at the top of the food chain, in my opinion, in terms of herbalism. Now, I had some of the uh, pristine hydro powder and I like it. It's great. And I would just recommend just make your life easy and get that. But I bought a few kilos of the tar it's like a real thick tar. I mean, it literally looks like tar like you would find on a railroad track. That's what 
untreated, unadulterated shilajit looks like. Uh, And I bought a few kilos, like these big tubs of it from a private source uh, of someone I connected with in Siberia, I want to say four years ago, and I still have a huge tub of it. Uh, It's just, you use so little at a time. But the reason that I don't typically buy the tar versions of it now, A, is because I have a bunch of it left. Um, B, it's really kind of a ripoff. A lot of these companies, I just know what their markup is. And they're selling you a tiny little tin of this tar shilajit. And they're charging you $80, $120. And I look at that, I'm just like, dude, you guys are marking this up 10 times. And that just pisses me off because it's just greedy. So that's why I recommend just get the pristine hydro powder as a starter and I'll work on finding a non-ripoff version of the tar. And when I do, I'll put it on the site, but it's definitely a great source of minerals and even more so that fulvic acid is really good stuff and it's hard to get in your diet. And also if you really want minerals here, Caleb, uh, you're going to get minerals from this, but I've been on Shilajit for a long time and I've had my mineral levels tested and some of them have been really low. So I don't know if this alone is a way to truly sup- supplement minerals in a way that is bioavailable. So I'm going to go back to the Quinton C mineral solution that I talked about earlier. And I would definitely recommend that you get on that in addition to Shilajit if you really want to boost up your minerals, which to me is really important because that's what fuels our electric body. Like it runs on electrolytes, right? That's why they're called electrolytes, minerals. So um, that's what I would do uh, because it's not about how many minerals you eat. It's about how many assimilate. And when you're taking synthetic minerals in the forms of pills, uh, it has the tendency to throw your natural balance off because they're not in their natural form. They're often synthetic. So that's why I like the Quinton C minerals and the Shilajit because you're just getting something that is found in nature that's unadulterated. It's just as it is. Well, you know, the sea minerals are purified, but they're not concentrated or synthesized or anything like that. It's just literally ocean plasma. It's amazing. But for magnesium, because we're so low on magnesium, that is the one thing that I do supplement that has some synthetic forms in it. It's called magnesium breakthrough. You might've heard me talk about it on the show. They're one of our sponsors. That's not why I'm talking about it right now. I don't think, I don't think I get paid by them on this episode. But that magnesium is the coolest magnesium I've ever found because it has seven different forms and they're all bioavailable and like one pill a day and you are rocking and rolling with magnesium. It's absolutely incredible. Next one's from Brett. He says, for those of you not on city water, do you prefer well water or rainwater harvesting for reasons such as drinking, overall health, bathing, hair, skin, etc.? I'm just going to say, Brett, this is a huge topic and I could do a bunch of solo shows about this, but um, I'm just going to give you the fast answers because I've done so much content answering your specific question a bunch of times and I'm going to direct you there. You probably just haven't heard those shows because they're back in the feedaways. So first answer is I would take your tap water after it's filtered because you're never going to do anything with your tap water unless it's filtered and filtered well. Uh, and I would take your well water and I would have them both tested professionally. And there is a link to that in the information I'm about to give you. I would be concerned about rainwater due to acid rain. There's tons of acids in rainwater that you do not want in your body and also residue from geoengineering or aerosol spraying, otherwise known as chemtrails, which are not a conspiracy if you still think they are you probably want to stop listening to this podcast. It's not for you. I'm just telling you. (laughs) For those of you that want to learn why I feel that way, you could look at just one site, 
It's called uh, geoengineeringwatch.com. And if you have half a brain in your skull and you spend an hour on that site, you're going to be like, oh shit, chemtrails are real. So that's the end of that conversation. But if you don't believe they are, you know, feel free to listen to the show. You're just going to get triggered a lot because I'm talking about them all the time and I'm very concerned about them. But rainwater is full of a bunch of crap. And so I wouldn't do anything with rainwater personally. Well water could have any number of metals or other contaminants. Um, so again, you want to just have them both tested. And if you're going to use any kind of tap water for anything, it's best to have it filtered. For bathing, I would say anything is better than city slash tap water. But for drinking, you got to really have a great strategy with any of the ones that you mentioned, in my opinion. And I'll leave you with this. You can listen to six hours of audio and video content I did on an episode trilogy starting on episode 129 with Daniel Vitalis. So it's 129, 130, and 131. It's called Water Wars, the Trilogy. And there's three podcasts in a row that are a few hours of content. It's very comprehensive. I've got another show coming up, as I indicated earlier, with Robert Slovak, where we go into all the water stuff again. So you can look forward to that shortly. And then if you want to download everything I've ever learned about water and everything I personally do and recommend, you can download my free guide. Ready? Listen up. Get ready to jot this down. It'll also be in the show notes. You'll find The Ultimate Water Guide by Luke Story at lukestory.com slash 129. That's lukestory.com slash 129. Download the free Ultimate Water Guide. It's a PDF. It has everything I've ever learned in there. It's incredible. You can also use your phone, if it's a U.S. phone, to text the word The Water Guide to 44222. So go to lukestory.com slash 129 or just text the word the water guide, all one word to the number 44222. And then go go ahead and go back and listen to the Water Wars trilogy again, starting with episode 129. And all of that information will be linked in the show notes. Last question here, folks. All right. We're at an hour 15. Once again, I put too many damn questions in here, but we're just going to rock and roll. This one's from Macy. She says, hey, gang, did we ever get to the bottom of a low EMF air purifier? I did a show on air purifiers recently, so scroll back in my feed. It's in the title. I forget the number at the moment. She says, I did a quick group search, meaning the Facebook group, and I'm looking for some clarity. I live in Denver. Yoo-hoo, that's where I was born, girl. Uh, due to the fires, we currently sit at the number five worst air quality in the world. Welcome to the shitty air club, girl. I think LA's probably still got you beat. Also, any advice on maintaining good respiratory health is greatly appreciated. The whole household is feeling super blah. Yeah, man, let me just tell you what. Air purification in the home, top, top priority, air and water. You got to have clean air and water, you know, and dumbass humans like us and those that came before us have polluted the planet. I'm not, um, well, I'm actually not going to say that out loud. But when it comes to issues of the climate, there's things that I believe in and there's some that I don't. But I definitely believe humans are polluting the hell out of the planet, especially the water and the air. I'll go ahead and say it. I just don't happen to believe that the earth is hotter because humans are on it. (laughs) I believe that the sun makes the earth hotter. It's called solar flares. Do some research on it. There's also a film called The The Great Global Warming Swindle, and it explains the whole thing. That said, I'm all about nature, the climate, the environment. I want to do everything I can to save all living things on the planet, um, especially in your own home. 
And that's why you can um, definitely count on me for having three air purifiers in my house. My water is as clean as it gets. I mean, I'm hardcore. I do not negotiate with air and water. But it is really hard to uh, weed through all of the marketing BS when it comes to air purifiers. So what I have here in the house is I have two Austin Air HEPA filters downstairs, and that gets pet dander and dust and just funk out of the air. I have one here in the studio right next to me, the the Austin Air Junior, I think it's called. Then I have a big one in the living room because we have a dog and a cat in here, not trying to be breathing their skin dust all day, et cetera. And then in the bedroom, I found what is finally the most badass air purifier I've ever owned, and it's called the Air Doctor. And I love this thing. Super easy to clean. It even has auto mode. So if your air is dirtier, the fan turns on higher. It's got an indicator when it's time to change the filter. The filters are cheap and affordable. And best of all, it even has a button that lets you turn off the blue light on it. It's called the dim mode. So at night, it doesn't jack me uh, up with the old um, blue light. And a lot of technologies suck because they make a bunch of blue light on their little LEDs. So heads up to Air Doctor. And you can find the Air Doctor on my site and in the show notes. But what I like about it is not only does it have a HEPA filter, which gets, gets out the big particles like my Austin Air, you know, all the dust and dander and all that, but it also filters out mold, bacteria, and viruses, which is super cool. So it's creating a really clean air. And that's why I keep it in the bedroom because when me and my lovely Allison sleep, I want us to be breathing the cleanest air possible. Now, in terms of Macy's question, she wants one that doesn't have EMF. To me, I don't really care about the EMF on the um, on the air purifier because I don't keep it next to the bed. It's like way across the room. Now, if it has Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, that's a problem. But the Air Doctor does not have Bluetooth or Wi-Fi. You just plug it in as an on and off switch. So when it's on at night, it's producing, I'm sure, a magnetic field You know, within a couple feet, probably an electric field within a couple feet, but it's probably... I want to say six to eight feet away from my feet at the foot of the bed. And I could even put it further if I measured it and it had EMF, but you shouldn't have anything plugged in anywhere near your bed anyway, ever. We keep our cell phones on big badass batteries. Actually, for the YouTube folks, I'll show you mine. I have it sitting right here. Forgive the racket. Those of you listening, it's called... uh, called RAV Power, R-A-V Power. And uh, it was probably, I don't know, over a hundred bucks or something on Amazon. And this bad boy powers our cell phone. So I turn off the circuit breakers in our bedroom at night. I mean, you know, the lady wasn't that excited about this, but she loves me. So she's willing to put up with my hijinks. I got her one of these batteries. Uh, and so we both plug our phones into a freestanding battery, but still keep them way over on the nightstands. Cause even plugged into a battery, there's going to be a little bit of a field created by the battery itself. That said, the point is, it doesn't really matter what air filter you get, as long as it's a good one in terms of the EMF, because you're not going to keep it by your bed if you're a loyal Lifestylist Podcast listener and you take my warnings uh, to heart. So that's what I would recommend there. Macy, thank you so much for your question. And thank you to everyone for your questions. This was kind of a doozy of a solo show, man. I, I always think that the questions are going to be fast and I can put 10 of them in there. And every time I'm like, well, there's actually more to the answers than I thought. So thank you so much for joining me. If you made it to the end, I really appreciate you. And again, I'd encourage you to join the Lifestylist Podcast Facebook group and also follow me on Instagram, which is where I spend most of my time on social media. 
I do tons of stories. And as I said, I'm live streaming this conversation right now. And what I just noticed that's weird in this moment is that Instagram is still going. They must have extended the time for which they allow you broadcast uh, to broadcast a live. That's so interesting. Good for you, Instagram. If anyone Instagram is listening, good job. Cause it was super annoying when Instagram lives would end at 60 minutes and then I'd have to reach over and restart it in the middle of a live podcast. So follow me on Instagram and you'll get to watch all of the episodes and interviews and everything I do live stream all the time. And it's a really fun place for me to interact with people. And I like to get to know the people that listen to the show. And when people interact with me on Insta, that's how I learn about y'all. So please do that. Again, a shout out to our upcoming episode um, this Tuesday with Saadi Simone, Spiritually Sassy, How to Dance with Your Shadow and Free Yourself from Suffering. That is one of the most fun and funny freaking hilarious ass shows I've ever done. So please tune in and check that out. Sodomone's a good friend and amazing guest. Let's um, go ahead and thank our sponsors. We've got Juve that do the incredible red light therapy. I've got one sitting next to me here. I just demonstrated it for our friends on Instagram that were curious. And you can find your Juve red light therapy at juve.com slash Luke. That's J-O-O-V-V, juve.com slash Luke. Enter the code Luke at checkout and you get some kind of a free gift. I don't even know what it is, but it's better than not using the code Luke at checkout, I'm sure. Next up, our friends at SirThrival.com. If you've listened to any of the former episodes with my friend Daniel Vitalis, he is the founder of SirThrival and uh, he is no stranger to the best health products in the market. When you get over to SirThrival.com, my top recommendations right now would be the colostrum powder. That stuff is Freaking amazing, dude. I use it in my coffee every day. It's just out of control. And then, of course, the pine pollen, which is great for testosterone production for men and women, by the way. Uh, They've got an amazing CBD that's very bioavailable and also a CBD product for pets that my pet eats every day. So Thrival is just super, super high vibe, high integrity company, the best products ever. Thrival.com is going to give you 10% off if you use the code STYLE10. Our last sponsor on today's episode is Just Thrive. And speaking of my pet, Cookie, my little dog, I give her the new Just Thrive probiotics every day, one capsule. And man, she's doing really well. I give her, uh, what do I give her? I give her the Sir Thrival CBD, the Just Thrive probiotic. I use the um, the Ion Biome Zach Bush's product, which is a, a fulvic mineral thingy that helps seal the gut lining and heal the gut and helps protect against uh, glyphosate exposure, etc. And what else do I give her? There's one more thing. Oh, it's the C60 from 360 Health, uh, Ian Mitchell's company who was on the show. It's a C60 molecule. So my dog is hella biohacked and Just Thrive helps make the gut health possible. You can find that and the human probiotics and many other great products at justthrivehealth.com. If you use the code Luke15 at justthrivehealth.com, you're going to save 15%. And with that, my friends, I think we're done. Thank you so much for joining me on today's solo episode number 305. I'll be back at you on Tuesday with Saadi Simone. Cheers. Cheers.